All season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. <laughs> what an excruciating night for the Brew Crew. Wow. Walk-off winner for Christian Yelich. They win 3-2 to two tonight over the Cincinnati Reds. Game one of the final three-game series against Cincy. And, man, this is a game about the missed opportunities a questionable strike zone, a first big league homer, a couple of kind of hidden in the weeds, great pitching performances, too, from both starters. This was a high-quality baseball game except for one facet, timely hitting. The Brewers, the final number today, despite winning the game 3-2, to two, they went 2-for-16 with runners in scoring position. Their first at-bat of the night, and their last at-bat of the night with a runner in scoring position with their only hits. They were 0-for-14 in the middle of this. And there are some Reds fans that are chirping me on Twitter right now because I chimed in on a friend of mine. Uh, he was blaming the ump for this one. I said, dude, you held the Brewers to 2-for-16. You should have never been in this position. And Bruce and Reds fans are all over me saying, how do you feel about you know the umpire blowing that game? The ump scorecard tomorrow is going to be so biased. No, the umpire isn't the reason the Reds lost this game. They pitched very well. They held the Brewers to three runs. You know what the Reds fans should be mad about? That their only offense is Ellie De La Cruz. He's getting hot again. I mean, Ellie De La Cruz should have had three runs tonight. Joey Weimer robbed him in the first. Then he hit the two-run bomb out of the stadium in right center, and that was their entire offense. In fact, Ellie, that was his only hit. They had six hits total. They only had one walk against the Brewers pitching staff. Eight strikeouts. It's not like it was an, a, a godly amount of strikeouts. So miss me with that ump talk. If you got friends that are Reds fans, uh, I like Reds fans. I think they're great baseball fans, and they've seen a lot of really good baseball. And sometimes, man, you get that little brother syndrome going on right now, and that's what they're feeling. Right? They're beating everybody else, everybody else but the Brewers. Kurt Hogue had this great tweet from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. In the last 52 days... The Reds have more losses against the Brewers, that's now nine, than everybody else combined. Eight. They can only lose to the Brewers. Which, if I'm a Brewers fan, I'm like, oh man, that's, they're beating everybody else, and this is the last chance you have against them head-to-head. So you need to make sure you win this series. You have now a game and a half up, but it doesn't matter until this series is over because you can sweep them and you'll be up three and a half, which would be ideal, or you can lose the series and be down a half game. And it can happen in the blink of an eye. Winning one game is nice, but that's step one of a three-step process here. The Brewers are just trying to win series, and Christian Yelich got it done tonight. We'll be with you for about an hour tonight. Craig Kishan's going to join us in just a little bit once his television duties are over. But uh, when I'm talking underrated and uh, maybe no, pitching performances you didn't notice. Colin Ray turned in another quality start. And when he pitches six innings, the Brewers are now 4-1. and one. He once again did his job. Did he give up a homer to Ellie? Sure. But he held the Reds and their high-flying offense to just two runs. Yet again, the Brewers host the Reds when they're white hot and their pitching shuts them down. We've seen this movie. The Brewers are now 9-2 and two against the Reds this year. And I also want to make it clear, the Reds are a really freaking good team. 
and they ain't going anywhere. And furthermore, they're going to be a really freaking good team next season. And they're going to be a really freaking good team the season after that. They have a young core. They ain't going anywhere. They are experiencing some growing pains right now. Their bullpen has been fantastic. But the rest of the offense got stymied tonight, aside from Ellie's two-run homer. Friedel went 0-4. for McLean went 0-3 for with a walk. Fraley won for four. I mean, the only extra base hit of the night was De La Cruz homer for the Reds. A couple of infield hits. They were only 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position. They couldn't get opportunities against Ray and company. This was a great game for the Brewers. Sometimes you got to win these games where your offense doesn't show up. I'm sick of seeing it. I'm sure you are too of seeing where's the offense, where's the offense. But Sal Freelich continues to be the spark plug like he said he would be. Andrew Monasterio was not retired tonight. Jesse Winker added in a clutch single there in the ninth inning coming off the bench. A lot to like from this one indeed. Uh, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank. Talking text line, old National. Get old. Uh, get to a, a couple of texts here. Uh, one from Josh here in Milwaukee. A thrilling finish and even more impressive off of Diaz. There were a lot of opportunities to put up a crooked number tonight, but they came up clunch when they mattered most. We talk about situational hitting from time to time. Is there anything you would have done differently tonight, or was it just a matter of getting the next hit? I think it's exactly that, Josh. They didn't get the hit, and it mounts and mounts and pressure, and you grip the bat a little bit tighter, and you got sawdust coming out of your palms. It, it was one of those nights. And I know you may be thinking, oh, we see this nights all the time. We don't see 16 at-bats with runners in scoring position. No, 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 we don't. And I've been clamoring, saying, just get more at-bats with runners in scoring position. We'll see games where the Brewers only get like five, six at-bats with runners in scoring position. You're not going to win many games doing that, just relying on the home run ball. The Brewers haven't been hitting many homers lately, if you haven't noticed. I mean, Sal's tonight was nice. It was unexpected, but it was nice. And even the contact play, right, when Owen Miller grounded out to third and Sal tried to score on that play, think about it. If I'm the Brewers, if I'm Craig Council, if I'm Jason Lane, if I'm Sal Freelich, I am begging to score a run. And if they don't score a run there, or if they just hold their position, there'll be two outs in the same situation, second and third. What's the point of waiting? Make them make a play. I was fine with that contact play because the pressure was on. And I could see it now. I don't think many people complained about the contact play being on. I think more people complained about the fact that Owen couldn't get a hit, which is fine. But it, if they weren't running the contact play there, right, and you have to stay put at third, and you throw out, get the throw out at first, and then maybe you don't get another opportunity. Oh, he should have just sent him anyway and forced him to make the play. It's a double-edged sword. I was fine with that play. It was just a matter of getting the last hit. Fun time at the ballpark tonight. This was a, a great game. This was a, a text from the 414. Living baseball. Beautiful game tonight since the late 50s with the Brewers. <laughs> since the Milwaukee Braves broke my height and arm here to tell you that this is a beautiful game tonight. Thank you. And I appreciate you, Texter. You know who you are because we've had our uh, conversations about uh, negativity and counsel and things. I thought tonight was a very well-managed game by correct counsel, and I think you recognize that as well. I appreciate the text, and thanks for being a Brewers fan here on the show. Again, 855-616-1620. Again, 
1620. If you want to join us, I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all year long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities that's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Craig Kishan's going to join us in just a little bit. We're with you till just after 11.30 tonight. What a win. Yelly gets the win. We're going to talk a little bit more about the pitching, the bullpen as a whole, and try to get to the bottom of some of this stuff. Craig's joining us soon here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Welcome back. I'm Dom Catronio. Brewers win 3-2 in walk-off fashion. Christian Yelich, the game-winning single, bookending a, an odd day with runners in scoring position. I'm pleased to be joined by Craig Kishan here on the program. And it doesn't matter how or by how many, just get the W, man. Just win, baby, win, right? That's all that matters. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, the the thing about the runners in scoring position, you know, that number's pretty dramatic, but the fact that they won means numbers sometimes don't, uh, don't always add up to what you think they're going to. And, you know, Yelich coming through was so perfect. I mean, we, we've seen him at, you know, at times the last few years, it's been, you know, tough to come through in big times. Uh, but to walk it off that way, Walk-offs for individuals like that don't come as often as people think. And uh, I was just—I'm at a point now with his production uh, that I'm, I'm just simply happy for the guy. Um, I, I can't imagine why saying he doesn't deserve this uh, couldn't be any more. I mean, it's just quietly on base three times again tonight. His batting average is up to two eighty-nine. Uh, his on-base percentage is up to 376, or excuse me, 377, which is more in line with his career on-base percentage of 376, and his slugging's up to 477. It's the best year we've seen from him, you know, uh, on a, you know, more all-around baseball player level since he left Miami and his first half with the uh, Brewers in 2018. And you're right, it's one of those things that the Brewers aren't at this point and aren't a threat in the central without Christian Yelich doing what he's doing right now. And sometimes I think because of those godlike years he had in 2018 and 2019, we take it for granted of how much of the wilderness he was in there in the last two plus seasons. And you just kind of expect it to be there now. And I don't think that's a bad place to be because he's a leadoff hitter and he's been playing well. And the the point of the matter is the Brewers go as Christian Yelich goes and there's a direct correlation when he's on base multiple times. Good things are generally happening for the crew. Yeah, for sure. And you know, for a long time, we said as the Brewers, uh, as uh, Willie Adamas goes, the Brewers go. And you know, he has had some moments this year, but certainly not the moments that he has wanted. And uh, tonight, three strikeouts. I mean, his batting average is hovering just over 200. You know, that's not the same guy. But the fact that Yelich has, has picked up the offense, maybe that was lacking a little bit uh, from that standpoint. Sometimes it only takes one other guy to off-balance you know, some, some numbers like Adamas is putting up right now. Uh, but you're right. During this stretch since uh, June 6th, he's at uh, a 340 clip, I think, maybe 350. 
And this team is is going the way Christian Yelich is going. And, and for the most part, it's been uh, tremendous on the plus side. He's been uh, a subject of my poll tonight for who is going to be the player of the game. It's brought to you by the Salvation Army. I do want to get these write-ins in here, though, first. A couple of really good picks for the write-ins before we crown the player of the game. The bullpen continues to deserve some praise. And another, I love this one. Give it to Yoel Piomps until he allows another base runner. 21 straight <laughs> base runners retired. And, and he did it on, what, five pitches tonight? It, it, it's another guy that we're taking it for granted that the A's didn't want this guy in the Esther Ruiz-Sean Murphy deal. Yeah, it's insane what he's doing right now. You can only hope he keeps it up, but but you're right. If he, you know, if, if he's at a point where it's going to be 10 pitches, what's going to happen, you know? But... Um, it's been it's been something to watch this guy come through and and you, look the game's two two and he comes in five pitchers are you kidding me everyone's like well you know it's the Cincinnati Reds blah 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 well guess what they have one of the better offenses in baseball and we've seen enough of it uh, over an eleven game season series so far but guess what the Brewers have won nine of those so uh, player of the game it's hard not to pick Yelich before the before the end but. I'll tell you right now, Dom, in this particular game, I I was thoroughly impressed by the performances out of the rookies here tonight. And five rookies ended up playing, if you count Perkins coming off the bench, and he drew two walks and scored the game-winning run in the ninth inning. Um, you know, we saw Sal Freelich's home run. Monasterio couldn't be retired tonight. He was on base all four times. Um you had uh, Joey Weimer come through with a huge catch to start the game, robbing De La Cruz of a home run. I mean, it's pretty amazing what these rookies are doing. And if they collectively play up to their potential, like I thought we saw tonight, uh, the Brewers are going to pull these games out. And it's one of those games that, and this was a good text here as well, 855 616 one six twenty again eight five five six one six one six twenty. This is going to be what it's like in the postseason, and I think that's a great call because you need to create confidence that you can win games like this now. That you can do it in the postseason when you're facing great pitching. Graham Ashcraft was awesome tonight. I want to give him yeah. some flowers. He was fan- the the cutter. That was the best I think we've seen the cutter from him all season long. That text came from Ray in Illinois. And a little more offense would be nice, but these are the kind of games you're going to have in the playoffs. This team has that ability to win them, and that will be one of the moves. Uh, that will be the one that moves on when the time comes. And it's like we started this segment. It's not how many, it's how or, or how. It's just, did you win? And the Brewers, in all facets, you brought it up with the Weimer catch, and that was another write-in, somebody texting in saying, hey, you can't ignore the fact that this game could have been 3-2 to two for the majority of the game, uh, given that, or 3-3 three to three for the majority of the game, or, you know, if De La Cruz had two homers at that point in the game. It's just, it's a game of inches, man, and sometimes it just seems like every time the Brewers match up with the Reds, those inches have favored the Brewers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you right now, man, De La Cruz, he, he's something to watch. You know, Weimer robbed him of that home run, but uh, boy, did he make up for that in the second at bat. I think that ball is still traveling uh, throughout the city of Milwaukee here right now. That 
Honest to God, Tom, I, I think that's the longest home run since I saw Barry Bonds break one of those windows out there <laughs> on the fly out in uh, in right center. But that was, you know, umpteen years ago. So this kid's special, but the Brewers are a little more special here right now. And, and once again, too, hey, Reds come in hot against the Brewers. As soon as they square off, the Brewers put that flame out right away. So that's that's big stuff. The results of the poll are in 242 votes on Twitter at Dom underscore Catronio or X, I guess is what we're supposed to call it nowadays. I don't even know. But the uh, <laughs> Christian Yelich is uh, the winner for the player of the game, according to the fans, 43% of the vote. Freelich was second at 31% of the vote. I tried to give some love to Colin Ray. He got 21%. But the player of the game is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in needs. And your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. I do want to get a little in the weeds with you here coming up here, Craig, because the Brewers are at a spot with their offense that you know, we got to have some tough conversations here. But Sal Freelich, as we're getting some word from the clubhouse, he did receive the baseball, which is good news. Uh, he mm-hmm. did get that first home run ball back. And, uh, I mean, he's the cleanup hitter for the Brewers, and I don't see why he should change that anytime soon. So we're going to talk about that coming up next. Stay with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers win 3-2. I'm Dom Catronio with Craig Kishon with you for another segment. We're going to just past the bottom of the hour tonight, so a little after 11.30, but this is going to be our last segment with Craig. And uh, let's get to our difference-making moment here, Craig, before we get ahead of ourselves and talk a little bit more about the offense and answer some of these texts. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank talking text line. Uh, Craig, I mean... Over <laughs> 2 for 16 with runners in score position. 0 for 14 at one point for the middle stretch of this game. But they got the win. They got the walk-off. Was there a difference-making moment that jumped out to you? Well, I mean, if you don't count uh, Yelich as, as the winner there, um, honestly, I go top of the inning and give it to Perkins. Um, he's facing Diaz. Perkins came in the game in the seventh inning, also drew a walk and stole a base. Um, I, I just think, you know, somebody's got to get on base. And it's a, it's almost some responsibility for that lead batter, no matter who they're facing, to do whatever he can. And Perkins simply laid off some bad pitches and drew a four-pitch walk and, and got the party started in the ninth inning. So you could pick a handful, but uh, I'll go with that if, uh, if we're ignoring the Yelich one. Or if that's off limits, maybe that's a better way of saying it. I mean, that's an obvious pick, right? We're trying to, you know, give some inside baseball, give some analysis, yeah. you know. They don't, listeners don't come here for the, oh, yeah, Yelich's walk off. That's why, that's why you're here, Craig. <laughs> I'm here to listen to you say all this stuff, Dom. Come on now. <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit different in that if the Brewers, you know, it, the fact that the Brewers had the opportunity to win this game in the bottom of the ninth, you can't lose sight of the work that Hobie Milner did and the work that Yoel Piomps did to set up Devin Williams. And I, I don't want to say it's routine with Devin, but it is routine with Devin. But with Piomps and Hobie and how much they have been used as of right? It could have come all you know, falling down on that infield single for Tyler Stevenson. But Milner gets Votto to ground out, Encarnacion Strand to strike out, 
Stevenson has a little infield dribbler up the third base line for a base hit, and then he strikes out Will Ben or uh, he gets Will Benson to fly out to right. I mean, Hobie just casually making sure he gets out of that seventh inning without Ellie De La Cruz having an at bat with a runner on base. I think that was the moment. Ellie is getting hot again. He hit a homer yesterday. He almost had two tonight. He hit one that, as you said, still hasn't come down. We talked about this in the last series, too. you got to make sure you have as many at-bats as possible with the bases empty for Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah, and, you know, you're right. It, it's a good point with, with Milner coming in. He was ready to come in uh, in that sixth inning as well, but, um, you know, they got that key double play to end things. It's, uh, this is a good one because we have, we have a lot of great things to talk about here tonight, and I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. Like, I, I looked at your point with uh, the relievers here tonight, and, you know, it's great to have Milner run his turn in the seventh inning. Seventh inning right now is, you know, uh, could be Pagaro, could be Milner, and it's great having choices like that because these guys can't pitch every single night. Or you could slide one of those guys up, for Piumps in that in that eighth inning slot, but you know who's pitching the ninth. So um, just to keep the score the way it was, I mean the Brewers obviously are, and a lot of teams probably don't have a great record when scoring three runs or fewer. But that was only their tenth win in forty five games. So you take these right now, especially in the second half of the season. This is a win's a win, especially against the team that you're going to be in a dogfight with until the very end of the season. And and before we talk about the offense, real quick, Craig, I think it's so important to remind fans it's only July twenty it's only July twenty fourth, okay, for a few more hours, and there is still I mean we've got about sixty games to go. Right, today was game one hundred one, so sixty one games to go. A lot can happen in that stretch. The Reds ain't going anywhere, man. And they're going to be adding at the deadline. They're probably going to try to add some starting pitching. And they've got the farm system to do it. So even if you win this series, even if you sweep this, guys, this division is going to come down to the final week. And I predicted that was going to happen with the Cardinals, not with the Reds. But nonetheless, this division is not going to be decided this week. No, absolutely not. And and to be 9-2 and two against Cincinnati is fine. But if you have one fewer victory at the end of the year than the Reds, the season series doesn't matter. And this division, we've seen it happen before. Your point about it being July 24 still, a lot can happen for teams that can get hot at the right time. And I don't rule the St. Louis Cardinals out of the mix. Um, look, they, they may say all of a sudden, you know what, we're playing a little better baseball here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, maybe we go out and try to find, you know, some pitching to match our offense. Um, who knows at this point, but you know, you're right. This is, we're a long ways for this to be over, but I will say this, and we talked about it too here tonight, these wins, the way they get them, are, are going to be significant down the stretch for this group to say, we can win it. We can be here till the final pitch. It doesn't matter what the score is. And, and to make a good night better, uh, the Cardinals are three outs away from losing to the Diamondbacks after leading for the majority of that game. And they kept Adam Wade right in there, tried to get win number 199, but now he'll have a no decision. But yeah, that that's happening out in the desert right now. But let's have the a brief, hard conversation about this offense. This is the majority of the texts, uh, a majority of what's going on with the offense, trying to figure out what's happening. You brought up Willie having a tough day again for him. 
and, and it, it's exasperated by the two for sixteen night. But this isn't this isn't an isolated thing. The Brewers the last few days, and they played a good team in the Braves, but now Ashcraft leaves them in the dust, and the bullpen leaves them in the dust. They're going to face a couple of young arms these next two days, including a lefty tomorrow. You know, this is a team that. Even with the fewest, like the second fewest runs scored, I believe, in the National League, they're still in first place in their division. It's it's just more proof that hey, you're just a piece or two away offensively, and you could be a serious threat in the National League pennant. Yeah, very serious. I mean, if you add, and I'm not saying I, I'm always a believer um, that with with a team like we're talking about right here in the makeup of it, just adding one bat. Um, is not necessarily going to make this team um, an instant winner. I'm not. I'm not sure you go out and get two bats at this point, but you gotta. You gotta make the effort to bring somebody in. I think, um, and then maybe that spark for you know Willie Adamas. Maybe, maybe that's a spark for you know these guys trying to come through with you know runners in scoring position less than two out. Um, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's to a point where. <laughs> We've seen it all season long, so this is nothing new. But can you win it with the way things are are going by continuing to go this route? Um, I say at the very least, Dom, that the one thing that's happened here recently is, you know, Craig Council's willing to kind of mix the lineup up a little bit. And I I, I just think he's got to continue to do that. I. You know, when we got here today, I didn't expect Sal Freel to be in the cleanup spot, but it turned out to be the perfect perfect setting for him. Um, you know, Jones struck out his first time up. He was the number eight hitter, but you got Perkins coming through, and, and his plate discipline changed things late in the game. So, um, and, and here's the other big thing, Dom. Jesse Winker probably is not going to get too many more starts here. He's going to serve the role that he served tonight, I think, as a pinch hitter coming off the bench. And if he excels at anything to help the club, maybe right now the way things have gone for him, it's just that. And somebody else can get their turns batting. They can get Contreras in more as a DH if he's not catching. Um, So I, I think they're at a point now where they're willing to do uh, more and be less less patient as putting things together. I I agree with everything you said, and I, I was just kind of kicking the tires on this. This is what I'll let you go with here, Craig. You know, what if you put what if you put like Sal leading off, Yelly in the two hole, you put Contreras batting third, and with a healthy Rowdy Telez back, you put him in the cleanup spot, or you know whoever's playing first base. Maybe it's Owen Miller for now. And maybe you slide Willie to the five or six spot, try to get him a reset button because, yeah, he had that hot week heading into the break, but he has not been that guy in the second half. And we see him around the Mendoza line really for the majority of the season. I wonder if the three-hole, right? We, we were wondering when they were going to take Yelich out of the two-three-hole last year. They moved him to the leadoff spot, and it turned out to be a great blessing for him. I, I wonder if just easing a little bit of the pressure on Willie Adamas, putting him to the five to the six spot could really help him. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I would like actually to see that. Um, and, and, you know, if, if that's what it takes at this point, uh, especially with the fact that, that Yelich has kind of emerged as, as a guy that's going to, you know, hit some more home runs for you, hit some balls in the gap, get you the extra base hits, that means more runs like 
you drove in today's, you know, uh, game winner. Um, I, I'm totally up for that. And I think the Brewers would have to heavily consider that. Yes, take some pressure off Adamas, but more importantly here as we get close to August 1st, it's, it's given the guys who are producing right now more plate appearances to produce more. Um, and sometimes you got to take away from guys like Adamas to give the other guys who are hitting right now a chance. And if Adamas, hey, look, we all hope that this guy comes through and hits, you know, 300 for the final two months of the season. But imagine if he did, then you can slide him back up to that three or number two spot. There's a lot of options to be made, and I, I preach patience because we're one week away from the trade deadline. And I really imagine a week from tomorrow, you know, a, a week after everything goes down, I think we're going to see a lot of changes come up from the Brewers, depending on what they have and whether they acquire somebody, if they acquire from within, if you will, if they call up Keston, if they call up a Tyler Black or something like that. If something crazy like that happens, it's all going to happen in the next eight to nine days. So I appreciate a little patience on that. Craig Sean, appreciate your time as always. You'll be with Bob Brainerd tomorrow, but uh, I'll chat with you again uh, coming up back at the ballpark on Wednesday when I'm back home. So uh, keep my seat warm for me, okay? You got it, pal. All right, Craig and Sean here on the program. I got a call on the line. I'm going to get to you here in just a little bit. I promise we're up against the break. We're going to answer a lot of these texts. Again, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. That's all going to be coming up in the next segment. Get to your calls as well. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back. Another 25 minutes or so here in the program. I'm Dom Catronio. Craig Kishan and highlights coming a little bit later, but I just kind of want to answer as many questions as I can here in this segment and a couple of texts and a couple of calls as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. So let's get to the phones uh, here. Waiting patiently through that last segment, David and Waukesha. You want to talk a little small ball? You're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, thank you for taking my call tonight. You know, after listening to that conversation with you guys and Craig Council, it really makes me think of how much of a genius he is with this lineup and what he does and what he did tonight playing that small ball and trying to get those three bunts down. And then, so talking about stats, that's what I think, you guys. When's the last time you've been to a Brewers game and they even bunted once? And facts. The Brewers have the best outfield in Major League Baseball. Let's go, Brewers. I, I agree. I like that. I like that take. Defensively. I don't know about offensively, but I, I like that take a lot there, David. Appreciate you waiting through. And you're right. I love the take about the bunts. We saw Bryce Terang ready to drop one down. We saw Blake Perkins ready to drop one down in the ninth inning. Uh, I, I also remind folks that the Brewers, this isn't just a Craig Council thing. This is a Brewers organization thing. Bunting ain't their thing. And the guys that are going to drop bunts are going to be guys that have speed. They'd rather you do damage on an out or attempt to do damage on a bounce than give yourself up. That's that's their philosophy. And, yeah, they got some speed. And Bryce and Blake were willing to put themselves out there, give themselves up for an out, and maybe beat one out. You never know what could happen. And sometimes when you're going bad, you need a bunt base hit, and that gets you back on track. So maybe Joey Weimer should drop down a bunt and shock the world. That'd be funny. He was just talking with the media. I was uh, catching up from Adam McAlvey and from Kurt Hogue down to the clubhouse, just like, yeah, I need to throw some bat some more. You know, I've been throwing glove, and now I need to throw some bat. And that's uh, one of Joey Weimer's ways of saying, I need to hit better. So 
you get creative when when stuff like this happens. Uh, a few more texts that I've rolled in here. They have to start scoring runs with a runner on third and less than two outs. Agreed entirely. This is the type of win that can spark a team and give it momentum. I would say that would be Saturday's game personally, but this certainly helps too given it's a divisional opponent. And the front office needs to go get Justin Turner to play first base in DH. I don't think JT is going to play first base. He can play a little bit of third, not really defensively. He could be a DH, though. But the problem is the Red Sox are still kind of in the race. So they're, they don't know what they're going to do here in this next week. They've got a young core. They would love to add to it. And you got to remember the Brewers, they have a good farm system. They have a young farm system. So there's a few lottery tickets that they would have to maybe give up to get one year a rental of Justin Turner. I want to remind folks the Red Sox are currently nine games back of the East. They're not going to be in the East hunt, but they're certainly in the wild card hunt. They're two games back of a playoff spot in the wild card. If the uh, American League playoffs started today, the one seed would be the Baltimore Orioles. The uh, two seed would be the Texas Rangers and the three seed would be the Minnesota Twins just because they won the division. Even though Tampa Bay has the second-best record in the American League, they would be the top wild card, and they would be matching up with uh, the Houston Astros. And then Toronto would play Minnesota as that last uh, wild card team facing the division winner. And then Boston's two games back. The Yankees are two games back as well. It's going to get complicated for this trade deadline. Another text asking, hey, what, what are we going to do about uh, targets for first base, targets for DH, uh, upgrades in that thought. I- I'm sticking with my pie-in-the-sky look of Cody Bellinger. And I know the Brewers don't make many trades with the Cubs these days, and really ever. It's been, I think, 14 years since the last time they made a, a formal trade with the Cubs. Uh, and it's going to cost a pretty penny, given the fact that, hey, it- it's a rental, and the Cubs want to get something out of it, even though they have the opportunity to extend Bellinger right now, or they can re-sign him in the offseason when he inevitably declines his player option. That's my pie-in-the-sky option, because he can play center, he can play first, he can DH, and he can hit lefties. And imagine the Bella Yelly show for two months here in Milwaukee. I think that would be a, a great, epic story. Again, that's a pie-in-the-sky. I don't I don't see that happening. Um CJ Crone's a candidate. He hasn't really been healthy though, so I I can see why the Brewers aren't excited about that, given, you know, they tried to get Trevor Rosenthal last year despite his health record, and that didn't work out. Uh he's been swinging a bat better since he came back from back spasms. Uh in fact he had two hits in yesterday's game. He's got a homer in four of his last five games played, so that could be certainly a good fit. Right handed hitter, first baseman, and he's an Arizonan, so shout out for your boy. Uh, that, that's, I think, a realistic target that the Brewers could get after, and they've already traded Pierce Johnson today to the Braves, so they are certainly, the Rockies are open for business. Uh, Dave and McQuanago loving Sal Freelich and his production. That was the uh, trade update there as well, asking about that great win by the Brewers. Mike in Colorado, do you think the Brewers could open any gifts on Christmas morning? Because they sure as heck can't drive in their own with the presents are under the tree. Nevertheless, it was a fabulous win. Great for Freelich. Colin Ray, unsung hero, and Monasterio too. Keep it going. Uh, this one from the 262. I took my two young boys to the game tonight and was explaining average, ERA, etc. And one of them noticed that most of the Brewers lineup was hitting 200. We can't expect offense when half the lineup shouldn't be starting in the majors. Hey, I'm going to pause you on that. It's on the front office for wasting elite pitching. I'm going to pause you on that too. This team has been built to compete but not win, and we all know it. We are in first. Imagine if we had an offense. Hey, there's still time to add an offense. There's still time. 
And I counter, I mean, Sal Freelich is going to be a brewer for a long time. Uh, Joey Weaver is going to be a brewer for a long time. Bryce Torang is going to be a brewer for a long time. William Contreras is going to be a brewer for a long time. The front office doesn't get credit for those guys. Or extending Christian Yelich. Or having the number one prospect in baseball, Jackson Churio, on the way up. Or having uh, Tyler Black's epic season right now down in Biloxi. Or Jacob Mizorowski. Or Robert Gasser. There's a lot to like from this club. There's still a lot to like here. So I think that the Brewers are going to look long and hard about adding and about trying to get something for this offense, but it doesn't grow on trees. And a big part of this is making sure you race your competitors and get these pieces before your competitors do. Uh, I want to get back to the phone lines here before we take a, a break. Uh, get to the phones. This is uh, James on the south side. You're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Yes, uh, are we with uh, Jesse Winker? It uh, seems like he's uh, falling out of favor with the Brewers here. Um, what are we going to uh, put with him? Uh, a minor leaguer or a pitcher, or maybe all uh, maybe all three play all three players together and uh, kind of get something. Uh, whether it's a pitch, another pitcher, or some uh, player that's going to be able to a position player that's going to be able to spark this team uh, to. Uh, Jumpstart us for the second half of the season here, and uh, be uh, be something that that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think in, you know it's funny you mentioned that, James. Appreciate the call. Adam McAlvey tweeted this, sharing from the clubhouse a quote from Jesse Winker. I understand my role going forward, maybe pinch hitting. So I just want to make sure I'm ready. Honestly, it's been extremely fun for me to be here and be a part of this team. I wish I could be doing more to help, but there's still a lot of ball left. I'm going to be honest, Jesse doesn't have any trade value attached to him right now, given the season he's had. The Brewers are going to either, you know, roll him out there as a pinch hitter and see what they can get, or, you know, you cut bait and you move on and you wish him all the best. Because Keston here has been knocking on the door for months now, and the Brewers are going to have him make a decision after the trade deadline if they acquire anybody that could fill that DH first base role. But I think Winker's going to be here for at least another week. And uh, we'll we'll revisit this uh, coming up uh, in mid-August when when Rowdy Telez is coming back to the active roster. Uh, I'm up against the break. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up next. Stay with us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Remember when I was making a comment about that the Cardinals were three outs away from losing? Well, they just took the lead on the Diamondbacks' sorry, sorry bullpen right now. 7-6 to six in the top of the ninth, so that's crazy. Crazy game out in the desert. Oh, my, they just hit a double. It's now 10-6. to six. They got a five-run top of the ninth. Holy cow. They're going to get this win. They're going to still be 11 games under 500. It's over for them. Guys, I'm, I'm serious. The only way the Cardinals, we can, we can put them in the rearview mirror. The only way, they need a 20-game winning streak. And if that happens... Voodoo magic's real. I don't know. Okay, I don't even want to speak it into existence. Uh, i got to thank some sponsors here before we get to Craig Council. Uh, Annex Wealth Management provides our difference-making moment, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Uh, I want to pull up here uh, Craig Council today after his thoughts and it starts things off talking about the uh, LED of the Cruise bomb and some of the other performances from this 3-2 to win, and sometimes all you need is one. Here's Craig Council today. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, it was, it was frustrating, certainly, um, you know, with um, just 
just leaving some opportunities out there and opportunities where contact helped us um, or a ball, just a ball in the air in the outfield. Um, but, you know, they, they, they made some good pitches too. Um, and we just, we pitched super well again. Um, kept it at two. Bullpen kept it at two. Colin did a great job keeping it at two. Um, and we, we did put pressure on them a lot. Um, and, and finally broke through and, and got, you know, Yelly, you know, got a ground ball through, through, um, and there was some, there was some, you know, obviously Wink had a really nice at bat, um, to, to, you know, get a, get a runner in scoring position and a good offensive inning really. You said it had to feel good for Jesse as well as the, you know, his teammates to see him come through against Diaz. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, he's done a good job pinch hitting. That's, that's the spot where he's, he's been, that been very effective and, um, you know, it was a good spot for him and, um, he delivered. What can you say about Sal? Five plus hits, a home run here tonight, just in three games. And- Glad he's here. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you anticipate this immediate kind of impact, like at this level, from him? Well, I mean, you know, like he said, three games. He had like we talked. The first game was obviously just one to remember, um, and then you then you kind of you know go forth, you know, and with the rest of with the rest of it, and. Um, you know, he's, you know, I, I didn't, you know, the home runs are obviously, I don't, I don't think that's going to be, you know, necessarily his, his thing, but, um, he's having good at bats and then that, that is his thing. And that's what we expect him to do is have good at bats. Um, and, and, you know, that he's providing that, you know, that's valuable. What do you think led to Colin's success here tonight? Well, I mean, I was, it was kind of like what Colin does, you know, the, the thing is they, they hit, they hit, you know, De La Cruz hit the homer after the tough at bat from Benson. Um, and then they got, they got, they were really aggressive. I mean, just, just really aggressive kind of following that. Um, and then just, just, but getting through the sixth inning and, and making some good pitches there and they made him work on the sixth a little bit. Um, you know, it was, it was just Colin making pitches. Uh, Joey hasn't played a ton the last couple of days, but, but to impact again, you know, defense again, um, what do you think about that cat? Well, that's look. I mean, that's you know, that's we need plays like that to win win games. That's that's part of what's helping us win games. We're making defensive plays to win games. Um, Monasterio had a really nice double play. Um, so that's you know, like we, we're making choices to put defensive players out there, um, and feel like we're putting a lot of good defensive players out there, and that. You know, you don't know who the guy is that's going to make the play, but uh, you feel like there's going to be, you know, you put a bunch of good defenders out there, there's going to be some plays made that, that keep runs off the board for the other team. The Reds, when you see, see what their offense especially has done against the rest of the league of late, does that make what your pitching staff has done just, you know, all the more impressive? Yeah, I mean, I think we're pitching good. Um, you know, whatever team we're playing, I, I think we're pitching well. Um, so I, I think we pitch well against the Phillies. I think we pitch well against the Braves. Um, I, I just think we got a lot of guys throwing the ball really well. Do you think they need a break, though, Craig? Like, are those, those guys are pitching. Every inning is super intense. Is there a, a cost to that, do you think, or, or no? Well, I mean, I think the cost is – I don't know if there's a cost in terms of like, you know, can they pitch? I think there's a cost in terms of margin for error. Um, so, you know, then, then eventually that, you know, that matters. Um, you know, it, it's tough to continually win run one run games. That's 
logical, I think. Um, but we, we've got the guys to do it. There's no question about that. They're capable of doing it, and they're capable of pitching to this level. Um, you know, but it's obviously they're and they're doing a great job. I mean, Hobie Milner you know, did a, did, a, did a great job. Pitched a solid seventh inning, and he's pitched so so well. Um, Yoel was you know six pitches and gets top top three hitters in their lineup out. That's pretty darn good. Um, so Devin, you know, did his thing again. Um, so that's, you know, we got guys pitching well and guys capable of pitching in spots like that. They're fantastic. The bullpen is certainly an easy candidate for who's hot. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort all year long with Cider. And don't forget, their sale is extended. You can get up to $1,000 off on a Daikin furnace or AC unit, and that goes till the end of the month. Financing is available. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. How about some highlights? That's coming up next on a 3-2 walk-off victory over the Reds on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. All right, the final bill of the year between the Reds and the Brewers. Three games starting off on Monday night in Milwaukee. This was a good one right from the jump. Ellie De La Cruz nearly hit a leadoff homer. Joey Weimer timed up the leap perfectly and robbed the home run to get this series going. Then at the bottom of the first inning, the Brewers quickly got on the board. The right-hander deals again. Line to right center of base hit. Yelich around third. They're going to send him home. He is in there. And the Brewers have the lead at 1-0 on a solid line drive by Contreras. Bob Euchre on the call here on WTMJ. Unfortunately for the Brewers, as that would be their first at-bat with a runner in scoring position tonight, it would take a long time to get their second hit with a runner in scoring position tonight. More on that a little bit later. On the next at-bat for Ellie De La Cruz in the third inning, he hit a ball that did not come down. I I mean, seriously, it did not come down. He hit it over the Toyota Sequoia in right center field and allegedly out of the ballpark, through the panels, and onto the concourse beyond the outfield wall. Uh, Incredible stuff. 459 feet away to make it a 2-1 Reds lead. But that will be the end of the offense for the Reds against Colin Ray. He was fantastic today, delivering a quality start, six innings, just those two runs allowed, and he actually was in line for a loss when he was set to leave the game, though, it looked like, before the bottom of the sixth, and Sal Freelick came to the plate. And the pitch, hit to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Freelick! His first big league home run! He ties the game at two apiece. That came with a 3-2 count. Let me blow your mind real quick. This is exactly what the hit collector does in his AAA career. He hit 346 when he was behind in the count, and he had more hits than strikeouts when he had a two-strike count. So far in the big leagues, he's now got four hits and only one strikeout with two strikes on him in the show. Some ridiculous stuff. He tied the game at two. But remember what I said about runners in scoring position? The Brewers would go 0 for 14 in the middle portion of this game with a runner in scoring position. They started 1 for 1. They went 0 for 14. This game was tied at 2. The bullpen was great again. Hobie Milner in the 7th. Yoel Piomps in the 8th. 
Devin Williams kept it tied in the ninth. So in the bottom of the ninth inning, it was the Brewers' bottom of the order getting it done. A leadoff walk from Blake Perkins. Jesse Winker lined a single off the bench. He was lifted for a pinch runner for Tyrone Taylor. And here we are again. Runners on first and second. And nobody out for Christian Yelich. Coming back. Yelich bounces one to right. It's a base hit. Perkins around third. Here he comes. He'll score. And the Brewers win. Bob Euchre's call as the crew wins it. Fourth walk-off victory of the season. It's Yelich's first walk-off hit since 2019. What a win. Back at it tomorrow with Corbin Burns on the mound, too, looking for a series win. We're going to wrap up the program right after this on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. All right, let's get you the upcoming schedule here for the crew. Uh, We do have Brewers Extra Innings tomorrow, but I will not be on it. I am out on assignment with TBS. Uh, I am out here in New York City getting ready for the Subway Series tomorrow night. Uh, So it'll be Bob Brainerd in my place tomorrow. No show on Wednesday because it's a day game. But Thursday night, despite an off day, we've got a trade deadline special for you. I think I've got a guest lined up for you. That'll be at 8 o'clock on WTMJ. But tomorrow, first pitch, 7-10. Corbin Burns on the mound looking for the series win for the crew against the Reds. And the really, really send a message up against the rookie lefty who's been great. Andrew Abbott. So again, 7-10 first pitch. Coverage begins right after Wisconsin's afternoon news at 6. That's going to do it for us tonight. My thanks to Craig Kishon and to our producer, Isaac Marquardt. I'm Dom Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.